we gon' laugh, laugh, laugh. Let's laugh about it. I think about it. Let's talk about the possibilities. Let's laugh about it. Hey, hey, we gon' laugh about it. We gon' laugh, laugh, laugh. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a place where you can find laughter through the joy and the hardships of life. I'm Keandrea and this is Laugh About It. Hi y'all, happy Thursday. Right now y'all, for me, it is super late when I'm recording this, but I like it because the vibe is set right, it's chill. I have my LED lights on right now that are purple. I have a candle going and I'm sipping on some wine right now. So we're just gonna have a chill vibe. And that's all right with me because I feel like just last week, if I'm being completely honest with y'all, I just wasn't feeling it. I don't know, I was just so unmotivated to do anything. But I'm back and I'm so happy um, to be here. I don't know, it just feels so great to be motivated. Like today I did a lot of adulty things, but the one thing I'm most excited about that I did today was I washed my sheets and my comforter. And I do that all the time, of course, but you know, when you wash your um, sheets and it's that first night that you're sleeping on some fresh clean sheets, Y'all, I literally cannot wait until I crawl into bed and I'm literally just gonna pass out. I am super just chill right now. The only thing that's missing in my mood right now is a face mask and some jazz music. <laughs> but yeah, what else been going on? How are y'all? I hope you guys are doing great. I hope y'all are blessed. Whenever you guys are deciding to listen to this, I hope you're having a great morning, noon, night, whatever that may be. How was y'all Valentine's Day? First of all, can we talk about that? I know I'm super late, but I'm going to ask anyway. I loved my Valentine's Day. You know, me and my family, we always try to plan things out. And it never goes according to plan. But we still have a good time. So Valentine's Day for me was really good. Um, we had church. We had breakfast. And then what we did was we went to each of our family's houses and we just dropped off little Valentine's Day baskets for them, which was so fun. We were being little cupids for the day. Um, and after that, we came here um, at home and we had our own little celebration. That was really exciting. I hope y'all Valentine's Day was spent with all y'all loved ones. Like I said in my Instagram post, hashtag shameless plug. Y'all should follow me at Love About a Pod. I'm so proud. Can we just have a side note about that really quick? I am so proud of myself because I have been posting consistently about every day. It's not easy as it sounds, but I am so obsessed. And if you guys haven't checked out my Instagram, I highly encourage y'all to just because the graphics that I post on there, I make those all myself and I have so much fun doing it. But yeah, just go ahead and go support your girl on there too if y'all have an Instagram. But like I said on Instagram, when I shared my post, it doesn't matter if you're celebrating with a significant other, if you're having a Galentine's Day, if your loved one was just, if your day was just spent with your loved ones, family, friends, whoever the case may be, I just hope you just felt so much love that day. I wanna have a casual conversation all about black excellence, what I love to talk about the most. A lot of exciting things have um, also been announced as well, all pertaining to black excellence, which I saw stumbling across social media. I hear that there's gonna be a Proud Family reboot. It's gonna be called The Proud Family Prouder and Louder, which I'm super excited about on Disney+. Plus. Also, Disney Plus just announced their first black prince ever. 
How amazing is that, y'all? That's awesome to celebrate as well. I heard that there's going to be like a Best Man reboot as well. It's going to be called like the Best Man 3, but it's going to be like a mini series. Also, Disney Plus released Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston, which that's awesome because I know when we got Disney Plus, I looked for that. So I'm super excited to watch that. If y'all are not new here, y'all know how I feel about watching movies, but um, I haven't watched that since I was younger. I have seen it, so I'm super excited. And can we just talk about the diversity in that cast? Let me tell ya, I don't know. What else has been going on? I don't know. Just living, you know, just being great. Let me take a sip of my wine really quick. I love peach flavored things. I have a peach rosé mixture, but Yes, I have some wine here. Just been overall a great couple days. I was able to relax too as well and just try to get some things in order. Like I said, today was very an adulty day. Today is also like the first day that I actually felt motivated and productive. And I think that has to do with me waking up earlier. If you guys remember one of my um, yearly goals was to become a morning person, quote unquote, right? Because I'm a night owl, which today is not helping because let me tell y'all, it's late. <laughs> but becoming a morning person allows me just to, you know, just get more stuff done. Like I got so much stuff done today that I'm really proud about. Like, let me give myself a pat on the back for that because it was stuff that I was literally pushing and pushing and pushing to do. And I'm like, I don't wanna do it, I do it tomorrow tomorrow never came but today was the day super excited but yes so let's go ahead and move on to this black excellence episode starting with the flowers so let's go okay y'all so I want to give my flowers to Miss Lamika Austin and I hope I'm saying her name right. It's spelled L-A-M-E-K-A. -E Last name is A-L-S-T-O-N. So our friend Alicia and I, we went to Michael's a couple of um, weeks ago and I was just stumbling around and Michael's did have um, a little black history section in the store in the front of the store which we talked about in a previous episode but if y'all are new around here one thing that I'm very passionate about and I love to do is planning. I know in previous episodes I talked about that I'm starting to digital plan which that has been great but if I'm being completely honest the last couple of days I haven't been doing it but that's okay because you know I'm motivated <laughs> you know I got my break and I'm good. Anyway sidetracked again I'm so sorry but um, we were in Michael's and we were stumped. So every time I go into Michael's, Hobby Lobby, Target, Walmart, any store, if they have a planning section or a stationary section, I'm hitting it up just to look at it. That's what gets me so excited. I love things like that. I'm not a big shopper. I don't like to shop clothes and shoes. Like I look, I like to look good, but it's not something I get excited about. You know what I mean? When I'm shopping, things I get excited about is makeup and definitely planning and stationery. So we're in Michael's and we're in the stationery section and I come across this little display of some planner stickers in the planner section, which I was very happy to see that was not a part of the black history section, but it has to do with 
going back. <laughs> it has to do with Miss Lamika Austin. This little section of planner stickers that had different things on it, like Black Lives Matter, all these things, right? And I'm like, wow, this is so exciting because one thing that I have found being in the planner community is that when I go on Etsy or when I go to different Shopify accounts and I'm looking for different stickers to add in my planner, one thing I've noticed is that there's not a lot of POCs in this space and it's not as inclusive as it should be but one of her missions Lakia's missions is to make the paper crafting community more inclusive which I'm so excited to hear she's the owner and the creative director for capital chic designs which is basically it's a product line which includes planner stickers die cuts enamel pins planner inserts and all these things and she specializes in making people to feel included in the crafting and planning community. So when I saw that, I got super excited and I definitely wanna go ahead and give her her flowers because just small touches like that mean so much to somebody like me who has been doing this for years and not being able to feel included. Like of course, some planners stickers include every now and then a darker complected girl in some of their planner stickers. However, just being able to use stickers like Black Dreams Matter in here, I'm just looking at this little booklet of stickers I have. It says Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1922. There's also a girl that says that she's sick and tired, no justice, no peace, let us unite, but still our rise, which is my all time favorite poem by Miss Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou, excuse me, Glow Up Gang, and then just different things that are something to make me feel included as a black woman in the planner community. Like this sticker says, Kiki with my bestie all day. Now we know kikiing means laughing, right? So just different things like that, which I'm totally here for. So definitely wanted to give her flowers to her and this thank you for all that you're doing. If you guys are interested or love to just love stickers in general, her um, website or the website for these things are capitalchicdesigns.com. Um, I haven't visited the website. I got the stickers from Michaels. I'm just hoping that this is not just a promotion within Black History Month. Because it wasn't in the Black History Month section, I'm just hoping that this is something that they're starting to incorporate in their everyday sales or their everyday aisle. So when I saw that, y'all, I got so excited and I'm just like, I need to get everything I see. So I did pick up a couple of sticker books, which I have gladly have displayed on my iPad and my laptop. There's this one sticker that says, know your worth and black and proud. I'm looking at it right now on my laptop. And there's also this one sticker that I put here that says black dreams matter because that's really important to acknowledge as well. So thank you so much for all that you're doing, Miss Lamika. I really do appreciate it and I love to see it like yes girl come on and get your flowers I'm super excited to be sharing that with y'all I'm just so happy I saw that again that's capital chic designs so my flowers are going to you yay just what a great space to be diversifying because it needs to be done so yes that's all I have for my flowers this week. Let's go ahead and move on to the talk about it segment. Okay, 
So I'm really excited to share this Chronicles series. I'm calling it, I guess, <laughs> with y'all. This is a concept that I have been brewing in my head for some time now. And I'm happy I kind of finally etched it out, I think. <laughs> Yo, listen, we on this ride together. We shall find out. <laughs> but this is The Chronicles of a Black Woman in America. I feel like every black person has had that one defining experience that has made them aware of their blackness, whether that was a positive or sometimes negative experience. I feel like we have had that one defining moment that made you realize that, yes, I'm black. And because I'm black, I'm going to be treated a different way than maybe my peers might be. Right. And for me, that was at a very young age. Now, I do want to be very clear, just because I'm black in this space does not mean my experience is going to be the same for another black person in the same space or even um, a different space. Many times I have found myself being the only black voice around me. However, I'm not the spokesperson for the black culture. So although my opinions and experiences are valid and they tell the story of my blackness in America or my blackness in general and it will not be the same for the next black person and it shouldn't be because that's what makes us unique right and I feel like these experiences have shaped me to who I am and the black woman I am today so I definitely wanted to um, share my experiences within this series if y'all didn't know while I was in college I majored in communication with the concentration and culture which is where I became so invested and interested in race, diversity, and inclusion because of simply existing, which is why I wanted to make this Chronicle series. There is no way I can successfully explain being a black woman in America in one episode, if I'm being completely honest. I want to make this a continuous series where I recount different stories in my life, not necessarily in a chronological order, but just recounts of different life experiences that defined me as a black woman in America today. I'm so happy that I have this platform that I'm able to share some very vulnerable and raw and real experiences in my life that hopefully will help anybody else that is listening especially to be sharing my experiences whether that was me in elementary school me in high school or even me today because there's still some times where I'm still trying to discover who I am not only as a woman but as a black woman in this country that is so where there's different social economical racial ladders where I'm typically am not the most powerful person seen by somebody else but it's me myself and my comfortability and who I am that makes me powerful right and I can say that here now but before I was not always comfortable in my own skin let that just sink in not being able when you look in the mirror and not being comfortable with something that you cannot change about yourself. And for me, that was my skin tone. I was not comfortable with me as a black woman or even as a black little girl. 
I'm sure some people may think, oh, it starts at home. Now, that's no fault to my mom or my family at all because this was all something that I was internalizing, right? I feel like we are shaped by our experiences in home and also outside of home. So just being a little girl and trying to formulate her own thoughts and formulate who she was and shaping myself through my experiences and through the people around me, it's not always as simple as it sounds, right? So as I said, I feel like every black person in America has had that pivotal point in their life where they realized their blackness and understood that they are not treated the same because of it. For me, that happened at a very young age. I've always, in a way, been ashamed to share my story because I was embarrassed of how I felt back then and me just saying that out loud to something that's going to be transmitted across many different platforms was very hard for me to say <laughs> and I'm only imagining how I'm going to feel as I'm editing this but I think it's important to share and to be aware of my feelings and my experiences as well because I'm not in the same space that I was back then which I'm forever grateful for because looking back the things I said and done I'm like wow but I realized that because I went through all those things it made me appreciate being black so much more which allows me to then take that interest or take that appreciation and make it an interest then to help other people who are possibly like the little Keandrea who didn't even like or didn't feel comfortable being black. And I'm gonna be completely honest with y'all. Usually I prep hardcore for my episodes. Like I um, make sure I know what I wanna say, how I wanna say it, when I wanna say certain things. But I wanted to make sure that this conversation we had today was very real and raw. And I wanted to share my experiences as, like I have an experience in mind. And of course I like still plan and everything before has been authentic as well. But I want this to be really raw. I feel like it's really important to share my story in a way where it's not as filtered as I possibly could be because I don't know who this is reaching at what point are they reaching it and again hopefully I'm able to help somebody so that's what this whole chronicle series is about I titled this episode the beginning because that's what it is, right? I remember in a previous episode, the one about my name, the episode that I'm talking about came from season one and it's called It's Not Me, It's You. If you haven't listened to that, basically the synopsis of that episode was me correcting people every single time when they pronounce my name, Keandrea. Now, phonetically, it's spelled exactly how it's pronounced, Key. On Drea. But because people see my name, a lot of them don't want to take the time to even say my name correctly. And so in that episode, I just shared the different battles or the different experiences I've had with my own name from me not appreciating it or me not being comfortable with it to now, listen, y'all better address me accordingly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I think that was a really good episode. But 
Um, in that episode, I did briefly mention how it was a time when I wasn't comfortable with my own name. I think this is a really important place to start my Chronicle series because it explains where I was and what headspace I was in, right? For me, that happened at a very young age where I realized my blackness. And I could have had different experiences before this, but what like comes to my mind now was the experience when I was in elementary school. So I did move different schools quite a bit throughout my years. I think by the time I was in third grade, I went to five different schools. But the school that I ultimately ended up at was from third grade to eighth grade. So I finished my elementary there. So I moved to that school when I was in third grade and stayed there into eighth grade. Now why this is important is because this school was predominantly Hispanics. Now there was occasionally a few different black kids in my grade but for the most part I was the only black person in my grade. I think when we promoted from eighth grade to go to high school I think I was at that time the only black person there. I could be mistaken but I know when I started, there was a few black kids there, but as we moved up in different grades, I was for sure the only black student in my grade. Um, so that really had a huge impact on how I resonated as a black girl in America um, and at school too. I feel like that's where you get most of your experience from, right? Um, being in school with your friends is shaping your identity. And most of them were first generation Americans. So, you know, people all have stereotypes. And so when you think of black people, a lot of people want to associate negative connotations with all of them. And I knew the way I acted and the way my family acted, people seen us as different. And you don't know how many countless times I have been told, especially when I was younger, oh, Kendra, you're different. You're not, you're not like the other Blacks. So that really played a factor into how I seen myself. Because of the people I was surrounded with at school, I didn't like my name. People will always tell me that it's too hard. And so I viewed my name as an attachment to my Blackness. And for a while, I wasn't comfortable being black. And when I say for a while, I'm talking about pretty much maybe the time I switched to that school to about the middle of eighth grade. Imagine, you know, being that and I internalized everything. So my mom didn't find out until much later, which just thinking about it now, I'm like, if you would have told her, it would have been a whole lot easier for you. But that's besides the point. Um, So all the friends I've had were Hispanics. Just feeling different in spaces. I can remember countless times where I couldn't communicate with my friend's parents because they didn't know English and I didn't know Spanish. And so it was a lot of translation going on. So not being able to connect um, with my friend's parents that way or, you know, feeling out of place it was something that I felt like I wasn't a part of. And one experience that I can remember offhand was my best friend at the time she invited me to a church camp with her and I went and I think I was probably nine and 
and this church was predominantly Hispanic. That's what people was identifying me as was a little black girl. And so I tried my absolute hardest to detach myself from my blackness when I was not with my family. I wasn't going by Keandrea. As you guys know, my nickname is Cece. Um, that's a nickname my family gave me just because all of my siblings' names are Key. <laughs> so I would tell my friends, just call me Cece, I, that I feel like if I, if, my, if I detach myself from my ethnic name, I will be viewed differently, you know what I mean? Um, and so I tried everything. So going back to the, the church camp I went to, I was being addressed as Cece. When my family came to the church to see, when they gave me my certificate of completion, they introduced me as Cece. I saw that, you know, and just seeing the, the confused look on my mom's face, I was, I kind of felt ashamed for doing that. You know what I mean? Because now I'm at this school where I'm trying to detach myself from my blackness, right? And at home completely different and having my own lived experiences just growing up in America period I've had you know these countless different experiences that identified me as a black girl I felt ashamed doing that um and it was this one time I remember I was at my friend's house and we were in eighth grade and we were saying what high school we we're going to go to now the neighborhood we lived in we were closer to this one school had a greater black population than the other so I remember my friend saying oh we're going to go to this school because my parents don't want me to go to this high school and now the high school that their parents were referring to was the high school that my older siblings and my cousins went to so I knew for a fact I was going to that school whereas all my friends these people who I grew up with and they're saying their parents don't want them to go to that school because it was more black and I remember trying at that point, you know, it was a pivotal point for me, um, trying to then become the spokesperson, me saying, well, if I'm this black person, I can kind of change their mind into how they viewed black people. Now, I know they weren't racist and what they were getting was this information from their parents, I'm sure, and just lived experiences as well. But, you know, me trying to explain that and me being shut down because it was basically me against five other girls, right? So that didn't work. <laughs> so I remember um, going home one day and I don't remember how the conversation started, but I finally just told my mom everything. And I can't remember the exact words my mom spoke, but it was just like a turning point for me to realize that black people are resilient. We're resilient. We're strong. We have some deep-rooted culture that I should be proud of, right? And so that was the pivotal moment for me that made me proud of who I was. And not knowing it then that that will become such a powerful moment for me. I can't even remember the shift correctly. I just know that there was a shift in that. But from age, what, eight to like 13 years old, just not being comfortable with who I was and trying to detach myself as a black woman. But when people see me, of course they see me as a black woman. So when I finally 
became comfortable with who I was and the skin I was, it was a game changer for me. And I think it's because of the conversation I had with my mom that day. And just because of my darker complexion as well, um, I remember like, how come I just can't be lighter? You know, because there is a there's colorism issues in America, but within the black community as well. And I talked about this before, the colorism issues, and that's gonna be a different episode within this series. So I don't wanna to talk too much about colorism in this episode, but that was something that I had to unlearn as well. And then just being labeled as an Oreo. Again, I was a child, but looking back on that, it made me just appreciate me being black so much more. Because yes, we're treated like X, Y, and Z, but there's nothing I'd rather be. Oh, I just rhymed. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, though, I am just so grateful for those points now. And looking back, I, again, I don't think it was the faults of my friends. No one is born racist. No one is born prejudiced. When I was studying culture within the communication realm, I learned about the uncertainty reduction theory. And that theory is basically... We as humans, we don't like to not know things. We don't like the unknown. So when we are introduced or when we when we react to something new, we start putting our own biases on that new thing to make ourselves less uncertain. So when I see someone, right? So say for example, if I see someone in the store, I'm gonna start to associate everything I know or think or feel about that person or that thing to make me myself feel better. And that's not always a good case because that's when we're putting our biases and we're putting our prejudice on people. And that can trickle down to the people around us, especially when you're an adolescence and you're seeing that from people you look up to, people you admire, your parents, your friends, your mentors. So I think that was a lot of what my friends were doing. So I don't think they're, they're racist at all. It was just their learned experiences. And it was funny because I was talking to my mom today. I don't want to be repetitive, but I feel like every black person has had that pivotal point when they realize their blackness. And it was a good conversation that I was talking to my mom about and she was like, I just always known I was black. Which, yes, we we all know that we were black, but it just, that, that brings up a good conversation as well because she always says, when, when I talk about things like this, she always says, that's not something that we knew growing up. So something shifted in the cultural sets of America and the racial lines, I feel like. You know what I mean? Especially with me being in the space I was at that time, being the only black kid growing up in that space and being with first-generation Americans, that plays a factor in shaping me to who I was, right? And I think that's a perfect... Um, place to end off at because now you know me getting over that hump of not being comfortable within my skin and now me finally accepting and being comfortable with my skin tone but now having to face the reality that not everybody feels the same way I feel especially about the racial lines within America 
So that's where I'm going to end off now. And I, I don't know, I just feel like it just feels so good. And again, this is one of my passions. Something I'm very interested in is diversity and inclusion, especially in the racial realm. Um, but yes, if you guys are excited to go on this, um, these chronicles with me, I'm super excited to have y'all. Again, we're going to be talking about my experiences in high school where I'm learning to accept myself as a black woman within that different race I was used to being around to finally going into high school and being immersed in different diverse racial backgrounds and having some conflicts or some experiences with other black kids as a teenager that we didn't always see eye to eye, which I'm super excited to talk about um, with y'all as well. Talking about being black in the workspace, being black in relationships. This is not something, a continuous series where it's going to be like different episodes because being black is in America, I'm still being black in America, right? But I'm saying that because I don't want y'all to be surprised if y'all come back next week and it's something completely different. This is going to be a continuous series that I'm super excited that I'm finally introducing. Yes. Wow. But I just want to say to anyone who's listening, if you're struggling with your own identity issues, it's not as simple as I feel like I made it seem in this issue because there's a lot of unlearning and reteaching. I had to teach myself with the help of my mom, which I'm so happy that I had finally included her in and stopped internalizing it. So without me being so repetitive again and again and again, let's go ahead and move on to the joys for the week. Okay, y'all. So my joy for this week, I'm going to keep it simple because I feel like I talked and just being in this environment, I feel like I just talked a lot, first of all. You know when you like say something, you kind of feel exposed. That's how I am, but in a good way. <laughs> just my joy right now is right now in this moment, doing something that I love. I just feel so chill. Like y'all, my vibe is so chill right now. It's finding the joys in a little thing, right? So my joy is definitely these clean sheets that I'm about to crawl into right now. So that's my joy for the week. So yeah, let's go ahead and move on to this self-care segment. For this week's self-care, it's kind of trickling from last week as well. Um, but it's recognizing your emotions and realizing when you need to stop, pause, reflect, or when you need to keep going. And that's how I felt last week. And my mom has mentioned this. She was like, time is moving by fast, which it really is. I can blink and it can already be 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, where did the time go? You know what I mean? And so that's how I was last week. The pure reason why there was not an episode last week was because I didn't feel motivated to do it. Last week was just my time to pause and reflect and to evaluate my own state. And I think it's really important to recognize when you're when you just don't feel like it. And that's completely fine. I have heard a lot of people say that. That especially during this time. No, even if we weren't in a pandemic, it is okay to rest and you shouldn't 
feel less than because you decided to take that break. And that's something that I'm still learning to do. Because I feel like I have always been that person. When I feel busy, I feel like I'm worth it, if that makes sense. But I'm learning, and I posted this because I feel like everybody needs to see this message. Your mental health is more important than your productivity. So when I was like, dang, Cece, you gotta have, you have to post an episode this week. You can't not post an episode. And I'm like, okay, but mentally I wasn't there I was unmotivated I felt unproductive and I felt like I didn't want to do it you know what I mean and so I kind of got into this funk like okay Cece you didn't post and I kind of felt bad I'm like okay I'm not doing anything else why didn't I post you know so then I saw this quote and it said your mental health is more important than your productivity and when I saw that I'm like this message is meant for me at this time because Okay, maybe last week I wasn't as productive as I wanted to be, but I was taking care of me. And I think that's something I neglected in the past. It's not easy to just, okay, well, I'm not feeling it, let's stop. Because of course you have your responsibilities and you want to make sure that you're doing that. But also having time for yourself. My cousin, shout out to you, Wayna. I seen her post something this week and I want to share it with y'all. Um, I hope she's okay with me <laughs> shouting her out. On her recent post, she said, not sure who this message is for, but I've been moved to relay it. God does not seek depression over your life. He doesn't seek anxiety, instability, self-esteem issues, financial issues, or health concerns over your life. If you're currently going through any of this, you're in the middle of the storm, which means you're halfway through. Today is a new day to cast this battle out of your life, but he needs action from you. Get after it today, even if it's just one inch. And that's something that I'm accepting, which is helping me with my anxiety is acceptance. That even if I just plan out something, that's one inch that I moved, that I didn't have conquered before, which then my future me is gonna thank me for because I'm moving closer to that goal I'm trying to reach, right? Seeing that, that she posted, really just, it was something that I was like, wow, I needed to see because I feel like I beat myself up so much of not being as productive, okay? I make these to-do lists, and if I don't check off something, that's okay. If you don't check off every box on your to-do list, you're st I'm still just as amazing, capable, and valid in this life. Because the most important thing on that on your, your to-do list should be you. And that's what I posted um, on Friday. That's what I posted last Friday because I was feeling it, so I wanted to relay that message as well. It's that... I'm always so busy doing these to-do lists and checking off things that I neglect myself at some point. So sometimes it's okay to take that break if you need it. So that's what I realized last week. And again, <laughs> it's not as easy as I'm making it because I'm still struggling through it. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to have some more struggles after this. But just knowing to accept it and move on and not, to not beat myself up so much over it is going to be helpful. And so that's what I encourage y'all to do as well is that even if you don't check off everything that you have on your to-do list for the next day, evaluate. Put your most important things that you have to get done at the top of your to-do list and things that you want to get done if you have the time. 
now, but also making sure that you take time for yourself. And I know that life can be busy. Trust me, I know. But just having even five minutes out of your day just to do something that you love to do, do it in your love language like we talked about last episode. Even if it's just a simple task, it's gonna be all the while worth it. I'm speaking from experience here. (laughs) But yes, y'all, that's it. That's all I have for y'all today. Thank y'all so much for rocking with me the way that y'all do. I really appreciate all that you are and all that you do. Whether it's sharing my episodes or liking my posts or just supporting me um, with simple texts or messages, it means so much to me. So thank you so much for that. Again, if you want to be featured on any part of the segments that I'm doing, whether if you have a flowers or if you have a joy you want to celebrate or if you have self-care tips that you want to go ahead and share, I'm more than happy to um, feature on an upcoming episode. Just reach out to me on Instagram and Twitter at laughaboutitpod or email me at laughaboutitpod at gmail.com. And I'd be more than happy to feature you on an upcoming episode because I'm going to say it again. Why? Because Evie said I'm bringing the whole hood with me. So yes, y'all, I'm super excited also to share my Chronicle series with y'all. If y'all ever want to be a part of that, if you want to share your experience as well, I'm totally open to that as well. Because like I said, I'm not the only black woman in this space and our experiences are not going to be the same. So if you want to talk about or have a conversation, I would love to talk with y'all and share your experiences as well as we continue this Chronicle series. But I feel like I talked to y'all enough. I talked your ear off. I'm just about done with my wine. I'm gonna blow this candle out and just have a good time. <laughs> but yes, y'all, until next time, I hope you stay blessed, stay beautiful, and remember to laugh about it. Bye!